This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the WREL Daily Download. I'm Grace Holland. As we begin Black History Month, we're taking you to a town founded on equality and opportunity. Soul City was designed to be a vision of the civil rights movement of the 1970s. That vision was never realized, but you can still find remnants of its promise. WREL's Ken Smith went up to Warren County to visit Soul City. He joins us now. Ken, thank you for being here. Uh, it's great to be here to talk about this history-making venture that happened back in the early 70s. Yeah, so let's start with what is Soul City and where is it in Warren County? Yeah, it's in the northwest corner of Warren County. You have to take I-85 North and get off at a certain exit, and eventually you'll work your way into Soul City. Um, it was founded by Floyd McKissick Sr. He was a huge civil rights icon back in the 50s and 60s, and of course, uh, in the 70s, he turned his attention to developing this, what was considered a black utopian uh, community. It was supposed to be multiracial, uh, but led by African Americans. It was actually created under the HUD program called Urban Growth and New Communities Act of 1968, and it was one of 14 such communities started across the country, but it was the only one being headed by African American developing firm. And how did he come up with this idea to start this town? In talking with his son, Floyd McKissick Jr., who's a well-known public servant here in the Triangle area. Well, I love this site. I mean, I, I spent about five, seven years of my life here. I was director of planning, and at one time we owned 3,600 acres of land, and we're developing it into a new community. His father really was tapping into this whole idea of people leaving North Carolina to go up north to find um, uh, respite from, from racism or whatever the case may be happening at that time. And he wanted to create a society where those folks can actually come back to North Carolina. To build the roads, the water, the sewer, put in all that infrastructure, uh, recreational facilities, and to provide an excellent quality of life that people could enjoy right here in rural North Carolina. It was always envisioned as a multiracial community, but it was also envisioned a place where African Americans could serve in leadership positions where they might not have an opportunity to serve, you know, in that day, time, and era um, in, in other communities or in other, uh, with other companies, yeah. And how did he settle on that location? It was property that he and his family owned. They bought up that whole property uh, in uh, northwest Warren County. They owned more than 3,000 acres at the time. And his vision was to put homes, businesses. Uh, there was a, a place called Soul Tech that was supposed to attract industries. It did for a time, um, but it was only attracting, in Floyd McKissick Sr.'s words, um, female-oriented businesses, because at the time it employed like more than 200 people back in the early 70s, early 80s, and it was um, a sewing company that was making knapsacks for the Army. But he was looking for, he wanted to broaden the horizons of Soul Tech and attract other industry. So, I mean, it was promoting black capitalism. It was an opportunity for uh, people who basically want to have a foot in American economic 
mainstream to come out here and do it. But it just never caught on. Okay. Well, I want to take a step forward here. Let's talk about how did you find out about Soul City? You know, in talking with historians and talking with some of our own people here, WRL.com, Heather Leah, she is such a historian when it comes to this sort of thing. And she told me about it. And actually, it was a history lesson for me because I'm not from North Carolina. I've lived here more than 20 years. But it was the first time I was hearing about something called Soul City. And it was so intriguing to me. So when I reached out to Floyd McKinney, Kissick Jr. to find out exactly what was going on, uh, a whole world opened up to me in terms of the history of Soul City and the history of Soul City as it relates to North Carolina. Yeah, it's amazing how you can live in a place for so long and still learn new things when it comes to history. Um, So I'm assuming you spoke to Mr. McKissick Jr. when you went up there. Tell me a little bit about your time up in Soul City. You know, it was interesting. We, we got off uh, of, of the interstate and eventually found a way to Soul City. There's a huge concrete monolith sitting right outside an, an intersection there in what was supposed to be Soul City. And, uh, and the word Soul City is emblazoned on that monolith. And we did the interview there. If you look closely at this sign, you see we're in the O of Soul City? Yeah. That's where somebody came along with a shotgun one day uh, and tried to do damage to it, you know. And it was interesting to talk with him and ask him what it was like to be back on this property because uh, several years ago, he was actually working uh, on his father's behalf to create uh, Soul City. Um, so it was it was an opportunity for him to reflect on, on his father's dreams and hopes and aspirations for Soul City. I think about everything that my father put into this project, all the dreams, hopes, and aspirations that he had for it, uh, his vigor and commitment to being a visionary in that time frame. And you have to think, it takes tremendous courage to envision that idea and to go out there and pull together the resources to get as far as we did in that daytime and era where there was uh, great racism, great skepticism. And even what he thinks of Soul City today, because when you walk around Soul City, there's still remnants of what could have been. I mean, there's an area down here now where they have some beautiful homes, nice homes being constructed. Um, many of them are sold, a couple of them are still available, but there's still development taking place here at Soul City. Now, is it what we envisioned? No. Could it be? Theoretically. But you drive around Soul City. The health building out here. Yeah, the health the building, unfortunately. Center. You look in the windows and uh, you can see the old dental chairs still there. Uh, right now, it's just surrounded by vines and overgrowth. Yeah. That infrastructure is still there. It's still there. I mean, that healthcare facility that was providing, you know, services to probably 80 to 100 people a day, unfortunately, I would think it was somewhere in the, uh, I'm going to say, it was functioning up until about the mid, I guess about 2005, I think. Yeah. And there's a, a dilapidated assisted living center that, that was thriving, that that's just decaying. Yes, it is, yeah. which is unfortunate. I mean, you know, you would... 
You would think that there would be interest in wanting to reopen those right. places. There's still a community pool there, but it's not being used. Uh, the fire station is still being used. It was like a $2 million structure um, back in the early 70s when it was constructed. You know, they, it, but the fire station is still functioning, you know, so, but it's a rural voluntary yeah. fire company. So over the years, to start Soul City, they were able to sell bonds uh, to the tune of like $14 million to get Soul City started. But in the mid-70s, Congressman Jesse Helms and L.H. Fountain both required and started asking questions about Soul City, and they required the GAO, the General Accounting Office, to uh, audit Soul City because they thought there was some type of financial improprieties happening. So once we were in a holding pattern for that year and a half, um, and when the audit results came out, we had a clean bill of health, but the negative publicity and the headlines had brought everything to a standstill and people only saw the results of that audit for one day where they had seen all the accusations for a year and a half. So people were afraid. And eventually uh, the federal government pulled its funding and that's what led to the demise of Soul City. Wow. Uh, well, let's take a break right there, and, and we'll come back in just a few minutes. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Ken, before the break, you were talking about um, your visit to Soul City. Sounds like it's kind of frozen in time mm. in a lot of ways. How did we get here with it? Yeah, I think when you look at the history of Soul City and you see once the federal government put its support, basically the funding dried up. Uh, there were no more resources in terms of building on, on, on Soul City and what the vision was. The McKissick family ended up selling most of the land. Um, and right now Soul City is a, a section of Soul City that was Soul Tech that attracted all those industries. It's not part of the Department of Corrections. Um, all the all the property that's there is still available to developers, and and that's the hope really. Uh, in talking with Floyd McKissick Senior, because Junior, because because that the properties are still there, the land is still there. Um, it's still available for developers to move in there. As people are priced out of the Raleigh Durham area, living here in Soul City, which is only a 45 or 50 minute commute, is very viable because it's far, far, far more affordable. That's the hope when it comes to Soul City moving forward. And how how does he feel just reflecting on this really ambitious vision that his father had and to see where it is? 
It's interesting. That's a great question because you would think he would be uh, disappointed or downtrodden about it. But for him, he believes that with what's happening at Soul City today in terms of the new construction, the new homes that are there, he believes that it will continue to inspire the next generation of developers, the next generation of business people uh, to build on the vision his father had. I mean, it was a lot to accomplish. It was a lot to tear down those barriers and to get that regional cooperation and build that collaborative relationship. But we did it. We did it. And the people from local government supported us. The problem was our state leaders and national leaders could not, you know, when I say nationally, people like Senator Jesse Helms could not see the vision, did not understand it, and did not support it at all. So in his mind, the dream is still alive. The, the goal is still there. Will it reach the level with which his father's uh, vision was? He admittedly says, no, it won't. But because of the new construction, he believes Soul City will continue to exist in some form or fashion. Sounds like he's hopeful that maybe his dad was just a little bit ahead of the curve, Correct. a little bit ahead of his time. Correct. Yeah. Um, and what lessons can we take away from this, um, knowing sort of the governmental things that went into it? And it's, and it's another really good question, because back in the mid-'70s, um, not only was Soul City the only one of those 14 communities led by African-American, uh, they had to deal with the, the whole idea of, of, of racism. They had to deal with an economy that was tanking at the time. Uh, so they had a lot of challenges ahead of them. And so for them to accomplish what they, what they did accomplish, that's something that Floyd McKissick Jr. looks back at and is very proud of today. It was a project that had great promise, great hope, uh, that did not become realized because of racism, to be completely candid. People did not like the idea, and there were people who wanted to sabotage it from ever becoming a reality. That's unfortunate. I think in the analysis of black history, it's a wonderful concept that has not received the recognition that it deserved. More importantly, it can inspire the next generation to do what Floyd McKissick envisioned back in 1970. And I hope that will occur. Maybe it'll occur here, maybe it'll occur other places, but I think it can incentivize, it can motivate, it can inspire the next generation to dream and to dream bigger and to try to accomplish objectives that we were not able to realize. And is there anything that, that you took away from your time out there? Perseverance. I think when you look at Soul City, the word that comes to mind is perseverance because for at least 10 years, Floyd McKissick Sr. Uh, was working diligently to get that vision realized. And even though it wasn't... The spirit of Soul City uh, become alive again. It'll be reawakened. It'll be wonderful. I see that day, and I see that time coming. It still exists today, which is a testament to his resilience, a testament to his perseverance, a testament to what we can do when we put our minds to it, what we can do uh, when we have a focus. And that's why Floyd McKissick Jr. believes that a new generation of, of, of developers or a new generation of business people can build on that vision his father had more than 30 years ago.
All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Ken, and, and for sharing this story that is so important to the history of North Carolina. And thank you for listening to the WREL Daily Download. If you've listened to this podcast on WREL.com or the WREL News app, you can also find it in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Follow the show so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group. Your partner in real estate. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.